0: or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, welcome back to another session of self-coaching. And today I'd like to first tell you that uh, you're joining me now on my birthday. Well, not my birthday, but self-coaching podcast birthday. Today, August 19th is two years I've been doing this, and uh, it is has been a wonderful adjunct to my life. I really look forward to this. Uh, I don't always look forward to not having a topic, but uh, sometimes uh, I just find a way, today being no exception, and I'll explain that in a second. But happy birthday, podcasting, self-coaching. So no cake, no songs. I'm sorry, but uh, thanks for joining me on, on the birthday of self-coaching. Also, by the way, I, I, I did want to mention, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, the uh, the Unlearning Anxiety and Depression book is now available again at Amazon. The distribution problems have been ironed out, and I'm very excited about that. The landing page, when you go on to Amazon, if you type in unlearning, anxiety, and depression, what comes up is the book, uh, the Kindle version. But click on that. It will bring you to the, the book and the Kindle and all that. So here I am today. It's now, oh, let's see, it's 2.18 p.m. I was going to start this podcast at 9 a.m. And here it is, 2.18 p.m. What happened? Well, uh, uh, be honest, I procrastinated. I did a lot of other things. I, uh, I was out doing some astrophotography last night, and I downloaded some of the files, and I, I did some post-processing, and then I answered a few emails, and, and some other good stuff, and, 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 and before you know it, it's now afternoon. So time got away from me. I procrastinated. I came across a quote by Mark Twain. I think you'll love this. And he said, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. You know, what's this thing called procrastination? Well, it's putting something off, something uh, that is, you know, kind of distasteful or boring, none of which is this podcast so it was kind of curious to me why I would postpone but the reason being it's cuz I didn't have a topic so it was somewhat stressful to sit down and talk to you without having a formal topic so so I kept kicking the can down the road assuming something would come to me which it did but there was that discomfort and the way I avoided the discomfort was to do some pleasurable things. I mean, I really enjoy my astrophotography and I really enjoy corresponding with some friends and that kind of stuff. So I replaced that stress of what am I going to talk about with just distracting kind of elements that were just very soothing and satisfying. And before you know it, one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours went by. And here I am. But I did come up with a topic. So this is no longer a procrastination. This is now a realization that the podcast that was being shelved for a few hours. So why do we procrastinate? Well, that's one reason is because, you know, we we are stressed by what we have to do. Maybe it's maybe it's boring. Sometimes it has to do with a fear of failure. Like if I start something, I'll never be able to finish it, or I'm not going to do a good job. Uh, So there could be many reasons why we we don't want to get involved with certain tasks, especially like a tedious task, like doing bills. That's my my nemesis, my Achilles heel, uh, doing bills. Now, some people, actually enjoy doing bills because they like doing the balancing thing and keeping everything organized in their life to me it's it's tedious i'd rather be playing and you know that's maybe that's the way it is for a lot of people you know we'd rather be playing and isn't that what the internet has introduced into our lives it's really like a sandbox an intellectual sandbox there's everything you want in the world there you can sit in your chair you can relax all your muscles expend very little calories very little effort and you could traverse the world you can explore you can learn you can talk to friends you can post you can do all that wonderful stuff so the internet is perhaps a procrastinator's best friend and and I think I think it's it's true of a lot of people especially with the phones. And, you know, we we tend to find ways to excuse ourselves from that in life, which is somewhat distasteful, tedious, fearful. Uh, This is uh, the nature of procrastination. And insecurity can always play a part in that, you know, it's just having to face something that we don't want to face. Now, Let's face it, procrastination, I'm, I'm giving you my explanation. It's not a clinical disease. It's not a mental illness. And you know, some researchers say like 20% of the population are procrastinators. I don't buy it. I think we're all procrastinators. Now, maybe we're closet procrastinators. And I think most people who wind up spending too much time on the internet don't necessarily see themselves as procrastinators, but when you when you finally click off and you realize, oh gee, I didn't do, I didn't get to the banking or I didn't go to the grocery store. Well, maybe you're using the internet, or maybe it's watching TV or making phone calls. But there are various ways that we distract and pull ourselves away from the tasks of life. We procrastinate. So I come back to: hey, if you have to eat two frogs it's best to eat the biggest one so what i what i should have done this morning was i should have sat down i don't like the word should, uh but if i were to say i didn't want to procrastinate then i would have sat down and and just kind of brainstormed and come up with 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 a title we have to be careful we have to define our goals we have to define what we, and I'll put it in, in quotes, what we should be doing. And we need to decide if we're avoiding what we should be doing. Because if we're, we're we're avoiding, we are then procrastinating and we're not eating the frog. And if you want to fine-tune your life and be more responsive and responsible to your life, then it's a good idea to challenge your tendency to procrastinate, you know, and, and, you know, procrastination isn't, isn't just a form of laziness. I guess it could be, but it's, it's more, like I said, a habit. Now, let me digress a bit. I would, I would define myself as having an ADD personality, attention deficit. The way I define ADD, or if you have an ADD personality, is that it's not a focusing problem. Because I think we tend to very quickly say, "Oh, he or she has ADD; they they can't focus." Well, I don't see it as a focusing problem. I see it as a low threshold to boredom. Now, what do I mean by that? If you are like me and like so many others, and you have a bit of this ADD personality, and you find it hard to stay focused, keep in mind it's not so much about the focus; it's about the boredom now as i've said in many podcasts I, I love astronomy and astrophotography and it's a very demanding hobby i could stay focused and i mean quite literally 24 hours a day i mean i could go without eating i could stay hyper focused so what does that tell you i don't have a focusing problem i have a stimulation problem If something is boring to me, like doing my bills, which I find so tedious and so boring, I'd rather be doing just about anything else. So, and you can guess what happens then, doing the bills gets put on the shelf, and that becomes a procrastination. Because I'm a stimulus junkie. I like to have stimulation. and. If you're at all like me, then it really is important to to really think about eating that big frog first, because there is a possibility that because you're looking for that stimulation, that a really tedious, boring task can really get pushed to the side, so much so that it doesn't get done, that you wind up in trouble. You know, I mentioned doing the bills. One of the things that helps someone that has a low threshold to boredom is that, you know, you have deadlines. Certain things have to be done by a certain point, and that produces pressure. So pressure can can really help because it keeps you on task. It makes you focus on that which is boring, and it makes you get away from the internet and into the task that is of the moment. So there are various ways that you can deal with your tendency to procrastinate, but since it's not an illness, you know, you don't need to cure it. What you need to do is you need to kind of sit yourself down and make some decisions. You know, who do you want to be? What kind of life do you want? Are you excusing yourself? Is that okay with you? Or do you want to see yourself as being a bit more disciplined, a bit more focused? You know, it's like me with jogging. For the past year, a lot of a lot of my my routine got pushed aside by various circumstantial challenges, and I kind of lost that rhythm. And I needed to decide. You know, I you know if I get up in the morning, sure, I enjoy the cup of coffee and turning on that old internet and answering some emails and and all that kind of stuff, just relaxing. But I decided that what I was doing, I was now procrastinating going out for a jog. And with the, the heat wave we had this summer, by the time 10 o'clock came around, 11, 12, well, now I had a baked-in excuse, pun no pun intended. But it was too hot. And so then tomorrow's another day kind of thing. So I didn't eat the big frog. But now I decided that, well, wait a second, I value exercise, I value health, and I have to start defining my frogs. So one of my frogs was that I could not, I didn't want to procrastinate jogging. I did So what I did is I decided that first thing in the morning, before coffee, before internet, before anything, I needed to go for that jog. Now, by putting that first, by prioritizing the big frog, and by the way, the big frog doesn't have to, have to be a negative because I do enjoy jogging. But it was becoming a big frog because it had gotten unwieldy out of my control, out of my hands. And I was out of the rhythm of putting that in my life. So once I started doing that first thing, then it became the first thing every day. I developed that routine. And that's that's really I'm sure you, you, you've experienced the same thing, that if you get something done uh, and you do it first, before any interruption, before anything else takes its place, once you get distracted, it's gone then. That, that first task, that big frog, that gets kicked down to you tomorrow. I love Mark Twain. and He also said, never do today what you could put off until the day after. Tomorrow, so, but that's what procrastination is all about. I guess Mark Twain must have been a procrastinator. Him and his frogs, right? So you got to eat a few fat frogs. You got to start doing that. Well, only if you decide you want to be more efficient and effective in your life. I mean, you can go on being a procrastinator. There's nothing wrong with that. It really, there really isn't. Uh, But if you're not getting things done if you're winding up getting in trouble with your boss, with your spouse, because you're just not following through and getting things done, well, then procrastination can be a problem. And if you're like me and you require a lot of stimulation, well, there are, you know, we live in a world where you can't always have the stimulation you want. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet, or in this case, bite the big frog, and you have to tolerate the boredom and that's that's what maturity is all about you know learning to to really not always indulge our childlike tendencies to want to play to want to be stimulated by everything to not play those silly games on the phone or the internet to to not be distracted but to focus on life's demands so ask yourself uh are your life demands being met in a timely fashion are you being effective or are you punting are you kicking that can down the road and if you're doing that continuously then your your kind of self-discipline muscle is beginning to atrophy and isn't this what it's all about a self-discipline muscle so first there would have to be a conviction that I'm going to apply myself, like me with my jogging. I'm going to get out and jog in the morning before anything else. You have to make that commitment. And then in order to follow through, that's where the discipline comes in. That's where you hold your feet to the fire. And you make yourself do what you feel, the mature self in you feels is appropriate and necessary in order to be the person you want to be and and i feel very strongly that self-discipline is a muscle if you keep indulging you know the the play the play part of your life the child part of your life the indulgent part of your life the self-discipline muscle begins to atrophy and before you know it uh, it becomes almost impossible to get things done things are just getting out of control in your life because. You've become too lax you've become too not lazy but well, you've become a procrastinator so even though there's nothing wrong with procrastinating it's a personal thing you have to define now maybe your friends or your partner or someone else your boss may may tell you that you you have to stop procrastinating but by and large i think it's up to you to decide if you're going to tolerate and if you're going to tolerate, how much are you going to tolerate procrastination in your life? You know, essentially, to be in control, to feel in control of life, you can't feel out of control. One thing about procrastination, it leaves that feeling, that that taste in our mouth, that we are somewhat out of control with things. The world is, you know, it's like me with bills. When I When I'm not on top of my billing, for example there's a part of me that feels somewhat out of control it's like a hangnail i know it has to be done and if i if i did kick that can down the road if i did procrastinate then that part of me somewhere in my psyche is feeling a bit uh, disjointed you know i didn't handle it it's lingering it needs to get done and the more you get things done i mean there'll always be You know, things that have to get done. You never get finished. You know, we never, there's no closure on this planet while we're alive where everything is done, and now we don't ever have to worry about procrastinating anymore. We're done. Doesn't happen. So so keep in mind that, you know, life is like a treadmill and challenges keep coming and routine challenges like doing bills and going grocery shop shopping and exercising. So these are the ongoing demands of life. The only way to handle them is, in the moment, what are my demands today? What are my what are my options? what you know what what choices do I have? When you realize that everything is a choice, whether you do bills or do groceries, it's still a choice. I mean, procrastination is a choice. So life is choice. Now, if you want to be more efficient and fluid with your life, you'll make choices that strengthen you and strengthen your convictions, and make your life more efficient. So the inefficiency of procrastination, you know, we wind up playing and playing and playing. And, you know, we're we're not in that sandbox anymore. We're adults. And yeah, play is great. But eat the big frog first. That's the point of today's podcast. Eat that big frog, then play. But if you put play first, chances are, well, you know, You know what I'm saying? If you if you postpone eating that frog, well, it's going to get away from you. It's going to get away from you. Well, I'm going to make it short and sweet today. And I did procrastinate, but I did get to it. And maybe you know what? Next time, maybe next week, for next week's podcast, when I decide I'm going to do it first thing in the morning, I'm going to see if I could just flex that self-discipline muscle. I'm going to see if I could say, look, this is what I'd like to get done. I'd like to get this podcast done 9 a.m. when I'm at my, my best. Instead of waiting until I get a little tired and a little hungry, I'm going to shoot for 9 o'clock. I'm going to go out for my jog. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do the podcast. Now, that's my intention. Now, come next week, I'm either going to flex my self-discipline muscle and make that happen, or I'll give myself a pass if I give myself a pass, what does that say? It says that I had an intention to be a certain person, to do a certain thing, and I kind of let myself down. I like the fact that now that I jog every morning, first thing, I like the fact that I'm, I'm living my commitment to myself. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing not to disappoint yourself you know, if you want to have some self-pride, I don't think you have a lot of self-pride if you keep finding out that, oh, no, I was supposed to, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to forget. You know, if you, if that's you, then you're always trying to play catch up with life. You're never handling life. Now, life, as I said, is full of demands, and it's a juggle, but you have to prioritize, which we come back to eating the big frog first. There is more than one frog. But get the big one down first, whatever that may be for you. And it could be a new frog every day. You know, maybe the big frog tomorrow will be getting that report written or going out and uh, mowing the lawn. But whatever it is, whatever your big frog is for the day, flex your, flex your muscle. Flex that self-discipline muscle. Feel the feeling of being in charge of your life rather than finding yourself being defensive about not handling life. So that's it. I just wanted to make it short and sweet. And, you know, speaking of frogs, you know, I I, I think that uh, Mark Twain must have had a thing with frogs because I also came across a quote by him that I also love. He said, if the first thing you do each morning is to eat a live frog, you can go through the day with the satisfaction of knowing that it's probably the worst thing that is going to happen to you all day long. <laughs> so so if, you eat a fr- if you eat a live frog first thing in the morning, then you have the satisfaction of knowing that the worst is behind you. Not exactly the same as what we've been talking about, but it's, it's another way of getting the distasteful things out of the way. You know, if you want to liberate yourself from the stress of being always behind the eight ball, always playing catch up, then develop that self-discipline muscle. It just, and you're probably saying, well, he hasn't told me how to develop the muscle. Well, you do it by making yourself handle life head on. Uh, Start small, do the distasteful thing first, get used to it, but prove to yourself that you could make yourself do just about anything. And the more you insist on it, the stronger you get because you start to realize that, yeah, I can make my bed in the morning or I can do the dishes or the bills or whatever it might be. And you start to develop a tolerance that you really don't have to run away from things that scare you, frighten you, bore you, etc. You can handle them. And the more you handle the stronger the self-discipline muscle becomes. This is also, you know, when losing weight or being on a diet, self-discipline, all of life can profit from you being who you want to be and what you want to be, defining yourself and being able to insist on it. That's self-discipline. So get the most out of your life and don't let yourself run away from the tasks that are necessary. Don't escape life handle life handle it every day and the more you do that i'm not saying you know just to you know become a prisoner of life and just do all these but th- these are the tasks that have to be done and you define what has to be done okay that's it that's all i've got today and and i know i've uh, another rambling session here but i was going to talk about relationships but i'm going to save that for next week and for now, go out, eat a few frogs, get it done. Get her done. Eat that big frog. Free yourself up. And I wish you well. And hopefully frogs are digestible, but get those frogs down. Just, just chomp down and swallow and get it done. Self-disciplined muscle will appreciate it. And while you're at it, visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. So, until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you are not powerless. So, remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So, join me every week. And what do you say we make it simple together? Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.